0: Hello and welcome back to Travel Day episode 10. Already into the double digits, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, I'm Jackson Van here with Nolan Favor Today in our 10th episode, we've got Iowa's football recap against Northwestern, a dreadful game at Wrigley Field. Iowa State's game against Kansas. Our CFB segment's a little bit different today. We are not going to go over the top 25, uh, AP top 25, as that has been... I guess it's axed
1: doesn't really matter doesn't anymore.
0: matter we, they, they use the playoff uh, ranking so we're going to give you our top six and explain why uh, we're still going to have our pickems, though don't you worry about that we're also going to get into a basketball segment with uh, Iowa basketball and Iowa State basketball both men and women's their upcoming games and we will round it out with trivia so stay tuned for Iowa football up next <laughs> And now it's time for our Iowa recap of the game against Northwestern. Again, it was at Wrigley Field, a windy, windy day, as it usually is in Chicago. Just really a dreadful, dreadful football game all the way around for both teams. Yeah, it was terrible.
1: I mean, I didn't. We even my family didn't even watch it when I went back home this weekend. It was so bad.
0: It was on Peacock, so it was a little harder to watch. I know you guys have Peacock. I personally don't have Peacock, but I still I listened to it um, on YouTube uh, with uh, Dolph on the call. And, um, you know, 169 total yards for Iowa, okay? And 170 for Northwestern. I believe there was a bunch of jokes on Twitter about it being a no-hitter or a shutout or something like that. It was a no-hitter. At least in the first half. In the yeah. first half. And 0-0 at halftime. Um, Iowa didn't do anything well. 65 pass yards and 23 of those came on came on the um, reception by Caleb Brown, I believe, at the end of the yeah. game uh, to set up the winning field goal. And 104 rushing yards and 3 yards per play. Now, that, that's horrible. It's bad. I'm not going to undermine that. But the defense was legit by holding uh, Northwestern to 81 passing yards, 89 rushing yards, and just 2.8 yards per play. Um, a huge goal line stand, which was honestly maybe the difference in the game, besides obviously Stevens. Well, yeah, it would have been Eisen. the difference because yes. that would have
1: put him ahead Right at that point.
0: Um, Stevens, um, obviously with ice in his leg, just drills it from 52 yards to win it.
1: I will say, his celebration at the end was... Was really good based on how this game was played. He did it the night snooze, night celebration yes. and and it was a snooze fest. The fist. thing was nobody saw the celebration because everyone was sleeping during yes. that game,
0: dude. And well, it's not the first time he's done it, but yes, I think that's his go to now, which I love it because it gives us so a little fire. Does he
1: think everyone's sleeping on him
0: or something? I I think it's just it's like putting the other team to bed because it's over. I think. Oh, not a whole lot going on in this game, like we said. So I don't have a whole lot of notes. Um, one interception thrown by Deacon Hill, and that was in the end zone. So that was obviously not a great time for it. Uh, if I remember game, right,
1: you guys were, um, like, running the ball on that drive to get down to the field of yes, that spot. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. We hadn't really thrown the ball that drive at all. We decided to throw the ball to the end zone. It was, a, I think it was, I believe it was a one-on-one or maybe a even double it, coverage. It was, it was a jump ball type to, play. To Ragini, And yeah, I was but, like,
1: why? I mean, it was only put in position for the defender to get it, it not for Raghini for to get questionable, it.
0: Questionable, questionable decision making, and there was a lot of that. Obviously, it's Deacon Hill back there, so what do you expect? I was surprised that we only turned the ball over once, and I was surprised also that our defense didn't. Uh, warrant any turnovers either
1: yeah I mean you guys known basically for the past couple of years that you're a turnover team that's how you win games is by getting turnovers or playing that field position but you really had to just rely on getting
0: three and outs and it was very successful say what you want about Deacon Hill he did have 10 receptions or 10 completions I should say um, with a touchdown technically because a blocked punt got us in into a uh, field position to do that um, so well, that's your team. turnover right there. There it is. I guess we can count that special yeah. teams comes through as they usually do. So yeah, Caleb Brown, your leading receiver yards wise with just one reception. Uh, yeah. Estrange had three receptions but only 15 yards, but he did catch the touchdown. So, you, so you're not gonna mention Cooper DeJean getting a rush on offense. Cooper DeJean did get a did get a play on offense. Okay, they even switched out um they even switched out Caleb Brown's number so that they wouldn't have the same numbers so they could both be on offense. And what happened when DeJean get in there? We got a seven yard gain, eight yards. It said seven on 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 the thing. Does it say Stats eight? Say on eight yards. Stats say eight on ESPN. So that's pretty cool. It does say eight on here. Okay, it was seven when I listened to the game originally. But either way, I think that just means we need to put him on offense more because clearly it works. One, I know it's a one and done, but like it's just a little sprinkle. I right, think. it's a little exactly. Hopefully, exactly. it's just a little sprinkle. Wait till he starts running routes, dude. It's gonna get nuts. Just put him at quarterback. At this point, He can't do any worse than at Deacon this point. Right now. I'm up for anything. I think you give Labus a try first, but then yeah, if that doesn't go yeah. well, go go to the gene. So overall, ten points for the Hawkeyes, and I mean, I think they that's win. What you're going to expect from now on is yep. ten points max. They win the game. A win's a win's a win. That's all that matters at the end of the day. They are seven and two, and they got Rutgers at home with a tough contest this this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. Stay with us as we're going to get into Iowa State's loss to Kansas just in a minute. And it's time to get into the Cyclone recap of their game against Kansas, and I'll let you get right into it, because no one was there in the flesh during this game.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of times during this game where I thought the officials were going to be in danger with some of the calls <laughs> they were making. I mean, the first one was they rolled Rocco Beck with a fumble, even though he threw the ball 10 yards downfield, mm-hmm, yeah. and it was like I don't even know how they could make that call. Um, and then, of course, the as everyone I hope or hopefully has seen now, the kick return that got called back to the thirty-one yard line when we should have been down at the two-yard line, because apparently he stepped out, and I put "step out" in quotation marks because he, he was, was a foot off. The, I was going to say he the was not out. Line.
0: Not out. We even had some uh, some uh, Iowa beat writers that were complaining about that call. Uh, David Eichold on Twitter complained that it was obscene yeah. that that was made yeah um, well, you
1: know how I said a couple weeks ago with the Cooper Jean call I yep. said welcome to the club yeah and, and it was in full force on now Saturday it's your
0: guys's turn so <laughs> oh it's always our turn it never stops <laughs> that's fine I'm just glad that it won't happen to you so and I know for a fact it's not our turn you know what I mean yeah so, All right.
1: well going back to gameplay and overall that I mean we were just out coached the entire game um Candace seemed to have a play call for everything we threw at him. First half was not good, coming away with only three points. Yeah, I thought you were the offense was very basic back to like the beginning of the year, trying to trying to start the run game, get that going early. But it obviously wasn't working, and they just kept trying to get it and get it and get it. And I understand why. Kansas came in giving or averaging almost two hundred yards of rushing Mm -hmm. the past couple of games. So there was opportunity there. But if it's not working, you gotta try something else and it was didn't make the adjustment no, at the time. No, nope. it, no, not at all. And Rocco wasn't the best either. I mean, he had a pick six too, which was the deciding factor in this game when it's all said and done. 28-21, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was another miscommunication on either his, him or Higgins' part because Higgins ran a dig route, and Rocco thought he was going to run a slant, and he just threw right to the defensive back. And at this point, those type of mistakes can't be happening. It's week I mean, 10. Yeah, it's week 10. I mean, you it's going can, on week 11. You can – Fans can make the assumption all they want that they're freshmen still. They're still young. They don't have a lot of experience. But if you're getting consistent reps into November, these mistakes should not be happening, happening as much as they are. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they played all right. I mean, 20, held them to 21 points in total. Um, they did give up a big 80-yard or touchdown completion. Yeah, on the third down? I believe. No, it was on the first down. It was right after, it? It was was right after Rocco scored. To put us within three. Oh, okay. okay. And they played Juicy Wiggle, and the stadium was rocking. And (laughs) And then all of a sudden, we had all the momentum going at that point. And they just run a nice little seam route with the tight end or a receiver, and he goes 80 yards to the house. And that was just, I think everyone knew that was it from there. (laughs) (laughs) Deflating. Um, The big concerns were, um, of course, Jeremiah Cooper was out. That's a big loss. Mm -hmm. And it showed. Um, Candace was picking on his replacement the entire night. He had some good plays, but also. The bad ones you're gonna remember because he was out of position a lot. The biggest thing I saw was in the first quarter, Miles Purchase was not playing. Yep. So in my mind, I think he may have violated a team rule or something to where he had to sit out a quarter. And Could've of been. course, his replacement got picked on. I mean, and he gave up probably three or four catches just in that first quarter alone on his side. I mean, to Kansas credit, it's good for them to notice in that mm-hmm. and seeing that early. Again, like I can make that same comment about the freshman to those guys because those are backup freshmen.
0: Those are legitimate freshmen. Like yes. Legitimate, yes. haven't they, gotten experience. No.
1: Yeah. I mean, I looked at it, one of them. I think Cooper's replacement had six tackles in the game. He's played in four games before that this year, okay. and only like two or one tackle. It was like garbage time almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Purchase's replacement hasn't played all year. Oh, jeez. So it's not very happy. I mean, of course, you like to win your homecoming game. and. <laughs> To yeah. stay in front or stay at the top of the Big 12, but now we're four and two. Need a lot of things to happen. There's still a chance, but it's very little. The only thing we really got to worry about is going to BYU next week or this week. Got to win that one. Yeah, got to get I ball eligible, because I, mean, I don't see that this. Is, this is our last chance to be ball eligible. I don't see us beating Texas, Texas or Kansas State. No, no. I don't. see Especially on the we road, we don't road for win Kansas State. at Kansas State. You yeah. just don't win.
0: I don't think BYU will be as big of a problem as fans are making it out to be they look no, horrible against West Virginia
1: I'm very confident about next week it's just the hope it's
0: just that they play at 9:15 local yeah. time oh my god or here I should say yeah. central time yeah, it's that's gonna suck
1: I will say though on the bright
0: side at least when's the last time Iowa State had three primetime night games in a row okay well it's hard not it's you got no <laughs> I know you but you have no competition even? at 9:15. Still, but I mean, but
1: then they got Texas at seven PM on Fox. No,
0: I agree with that one a hundred percent. That in the Kansas game, but yeah. the BYU game's a little bit of an outlier. It's nine fifteen. Yeah. But still. I might be asleep. I don't know. Or I might take a nap before the game so that way I can stay up and watch it because I yeah. don't And stay tuned for our college football segment up next. And it's time for our college segment. Today not going to get into the AP Top 25 because the AP Top 25 is kind of uh, irrelevant at this point. They're using the playoff rankings, which will come out uh, Tuesdays, um, Tuesday nights for their rankings. But um, we're going to do our, our own little top six uh, each that we have. So I'll let you start because I just right. I don't want to see what first, you
1: First, let's just name off what the top six were last week. The first week of the playoff rankings, mm-hmm. it was Ohio State at one, Georgia at two, Michigan three, Florida State at four, Washington at five, and Oregon at six. Okay. There's not going to be. I don't think there's going to be much movement for both of us in this. Um, I like where George's at it too. Mm-hmm. They haven't played it. They really haven't played anybody. Oh, I agree. I mean, they had a true test was last was this past week with Missouri.
0: They won by what nine? Nine, nine yeah. at, at home. And it was pretty close yeah. for the most part of yep. that game. Credit um, mm-hmm. d- to Missouri. Yeah, but...
1: and I do like Ohio State at one. I think I'll keep them there. They just have the resume. They okay. have okay. They beat Notre Dame on the road. That's a top ten yeah. ranked win. Yeah. They beat Penn. They beat Penn State at home. Mm-hmm. That's another top ten win. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't argue resume. I really like Florida State at four. I think they're my sleeper out of this whole or my favorite out of these four teams to win. Okay. the Championship. Just based off I think they played better competition overall as a whole. Okay. You went one, two, four, so who's your three. Three in Michigan. Yeah. Okay. I keep Michigan at three. And then I'm just gonna swap Oregon and Washington. Okay. Even though Washington did beat Oregon. Uh-huh. I still I think they as of right now they are the better team. Okay. So my top 6 were top 4 stayed the same, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. And then I just swap Oregon to 5 and Washington moves to 6.
0: Okay. Um I'm I'm definitely going to take a different route. I know that they don't have the resume, but Michigan to me looks like the best college football team in the nation right now. And that's just based off of their offense, their defense against obviously subpar teams for the most part so far. I know they don't have the resume but on the field, they look different than these other teams. I'm putting them at my one. And I think that they will be the one once they beat Ohio State, more than likely. I don't remember. I, don't, I think it's not this week, but the next week, maybe. They do play,
1: play Penn State this week. So Michigan we'll, we'll does have see. Penn State, but I, I really
0: don't think that's going to be that great of a game, to be honest, just based off how Penn State did against Ohio State. Yeah. So Michigan's at my one. My number two will be Georgia. They'll be staying there. Um, I think you got to respect Georgia as an SEC school, and the fact that they're And the fact that they haven't lost Right. They haven't lost and they're back to back defending champions. So it's kind of hard to argue with that. I will slide. mm, This is tough. I will slide Ohio State into the three. um, Because, so basically just switching the Big Ten schools as of now. I really
1: think that top three is interchangeable anyway. I agree.
0: I agree. But uh, Ohio State didn't. I, I didn't think they had it in them and they impressed me with the Penn State game a lot the last week and then Rutgers they got off to a shaky start first half against yeah, Rutgers but then they did pull away like right. they were supposed they, to they came out of half and they they took care of business as they should i do not like florida state at the 4 i think they're overrated i'm putting oregon at the 4 cuz oregon right. oregon deserves to be in the college football playoff as of right now yeah, um I and can i see think that. and i think and i think your pack 12 championship is going to be washington oregon and whoever wins yeah. that should be in the playoff no doubt. Yeah. So right now I'm putting Oregon at that four. I'll put I'll move Florida State down to that five, put Washington at the six. I think Washington, you could argue, should be in that four or five spot, but I'm going to push yeah. them to the six for now. However, I just depending don't think they have a defense, defense to be in right, that conversation. Right. Their offense would have to overperform for them to beat some of these top teams. Like We can go against a Michigan defense or an Ohio State defense, yeah. it's going to be a lot harder versus mm-hmm. a USC defense yeah. from this past weekend. So that's my uh, top six. You go Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, Florida State, and Washington. Now we're going to get into our pickums of the week, and I would love to hear how it went because, well, I know how it went, but I want the, the listeners to know how it went. So
1: why don't you pull it? <laughs> you just want me to say it. Yes, I you. do. Yeah, you kicked my butt this week.
0: That's
1: right, baby. It wasn't a good week for both of us. I will say that. Yeah, I mean the deciding factor did come down to well, the two games we both say. had different, and you say. won both those games.
0: Exactly, dude. I feel very smart this week.
1: Jeez, I don't even want to say it, but I mean, okay, I finished four and six on the on the week. That um, that yeah. is the worst I've ever done in a mm-hmm. pick-em situation. Yep. I'm usually around the seven mark. Welcome to the club. Four. Oh, I'm not happy about that. Six and four for me. And then you were six and four. Right. Yep, Congratulations to you. That brings our grand totals. I'm at fifty-one and twenty-nine. You're 50 and 30, Ooh. and you are now one behind me in the tiebreaker for weeks one.
0: It just got interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness, I can feel it. I can feel victory. Give it a couple more weeks. Yeah. I'll uh, be there. All right, let's head into week 11 now all right, for right, us. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we got first game: Michigan at Penn State. I'm taking Michigan. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be as I said just recently, about you know whatever, 30 seconds ago or so. Don't think it's gonna be a close game. I think they're gonna they're gonna take Penn State on pretty well. So. Yeah, I think so too.
1: I think this will actually be closer than the Penn State-Ohio State game. Okay. Just Penn State's at home. Yeah. I like them at home a yeah. lot. Next we got Texas Tech at Kansas. Taking Kansas.
0: Uh, I am too. Kansas. They very good. And they're at home.
1: They're at home, and I believe they have the best offense in the entire Big 12 this year. Wow. The defense is very sketchy. They played really good last week. I mean, Ohio State didn't play their best football either. I'll get, I'll say that. Yeah. But Texas Tech is a middle-of-the-pack team in this Big 12. They're not as good as they have been in the past, and Kansas is going to run away with this one. Yep. Next we got Virginia Tech at Boston College.
0: Oh, man, I don't know anything about either one of those, to be honest. Um, I'll take Boston College at home. I think they've been decent this year, if I know. I honestly don't know. I don't know either. We'll go with Boston College, though.
1: You know what? They're at home. I'll go different. I'll go Virginia Tech.
0: Sweet. I hope Boston College is just all of a sudden the best team ever. Because right. we don't know anything we about it. We
1: got them. Rutgers at Iowa.
0: I think instead of Dude.
1: picking the winner, we should say, is this going to go over or under 28.5 points?
0: That's a, I think it's probably going to stay the under. And I will. Oh man, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, going I'm gonna, Iowa. I'm going to go Iowa as well because I'm a homer. Yeah. However, Rutgers, with the fact that they kept it close for a one-half against Ohio State concerns me. And they've looked pretty decent overall this year as well but the fact that they kept it close is what is kind of worrying me a little bit. And obviously our offense is not good, but we are no. at home. We are at home, so that helps. So,
1: and I think Rutgers' defense is somewhat decent. Yes.
0: Well, it's a Big 10, it should yeah. be. Yeah.
1: Next we got New Mexico State at Western Kentucky.
0: I'm going to take New Mexico State. Uh they are 7 and 3 this year. So, then who what they have? 5 and 4? Is that what we said? Yeah, Western Kentucky's 5 and 4. Western Kentucky's 5 and 4. So, uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take New Mexico State, I guess. That's yeah, fine. I took them too.
1: On paper, they look like the better team. Yep. Next, we got Texas State at Coastal
0: Carolina. Dude, I don't know, man. I have no idea. I'm going Coastal. I'll be different, and I'll go whoever the other one was. I don't even remember. Texas oh, State. Texas State. Yeah. There we go. Yes, I'll go Texas State. Hi, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, both
1: 6-3 and three on the year.
0: Are yeah. they really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. I thought they would be like a 4-3. Foreign... No, no, Coastal's
1: usually pretty good for a group of 5-team. Yeah, all right. Next, we got Tennessee at Missouri. Oh man, this is a tricky one. Mm-hmm. I think
0: I, I agree. I'm going to go with Missouri. They looked really, really good against Georgia this last week. They're at home. I like what they're they have the capability of doing to a Tennessee team that's kind of an underperforming overall this year, in my opinion.
1: I'll go to, um, Missouri as well. Tennessee is they're really iffy this year. Mm-hmm. They can yep. be they can play really good or they can play very mediocre. Yep. And if you play mediocre in the SEC, you're going to get beat. Especially and, yeah, a really good Missouri yeah, team. Yeah. The other question is, is Missouri can Missouri hold up? this type of play for the rest of the year. True. I mean, they've done it for now, but can they do it for the rest of the year? you only year? got a couple weeks. Just, yeah. Just, just tough it out. All right. Next we got number 22, Oklahoma State at UCF.
0: Oklahoma State. Yeah. They've looked very, very good these last few weeks. Obviously beat uh, Oklahoma in the last Bedlam game, and uh, UCF's bad. So Yeah, UCF is
1: – I don't think they have a conference win yet. I don't think so either. And if if they do have one, it's not from a or a returning Big 12 team. Right, right. Next, we got number ten, Ole Miss, at number two, Georgia.
0: Taking Georgia at home. Gosh, if they honestly, if that was not at home, it'd be tougher. But I'm going to take Georgia at home. I I think. I think the the Missouri game. I know they won, but it's a little bit of a wake up call for them because they haven't played anyone until the Missouri, and now they're playing Ole Miss. Back to back weeks. I think they'll be a little bit more prepared than they were for Missouri. Yeah,
1: and Georgias look good even without Brock Bowers too. Yep. Yep. The last one we got Fresno State at San Jose State. I'm going with Fresno, Fresno State,
0: here. yeah. These are, some of these are weird, but yes, Fresno State, because they're, uh, they're like, I think they're like, they only have one loss, don't they? Yeah, they're 8-1. and one. Yeah, 8-1, so. And San Jose State's 4-5. and five. Yep, we're going to Fresno State. Yeah. Legitimate group of five teams, so.
1: All right again, not much, not much
0: difference, except what, like, for probably. Two games? Two games. Two so. games again. I have the chance to, to take the lead, though. That's the biggest you thing. You
1: do. And the thing is, both those games, we know nothing about, about either team. <laughs> it was so, a complete shot in the dark. Yeah.
0: Uh, that'll be fun, though. All right, sweet. Well, let's hope that I can uh, take the lead this, this next week. Hopefully, next week at this time, he'll be saying, oh, Jackson's in the lead, and I'll be like, yes, I am. I hope not. Stay with us as we're going to get into Iowa and Iowa State basketball after this. All right, it's time for our basketball segment. We're going to start off with Iowa, Uh, we're going to cover both men's and women's in this segment. Um, Obviously, haven't actually started yet. They start tomorrow, men's at least. Um, And they play North Dakota at 7 o'clock, Iowa men's. And then they play Alabama State on Friday at 7 o'clock. And they should be winning both those games. I don't really have too much uh, analysis on that. I should mean, be too it's, easy. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bunch of feeling out who's gonna be able yeah. to play, who your starters yeah. are gonna be, that kind of thing. It's not the conference. Bench. It's just right. basically seeing what wow. do the
1: freshmen look like mm-hmm. and what are the rotations gonna look like
0: for the year. Yep, and uh, they and you gotta use those two games as tune up games before the uh, Tuesday next Tuesday game against Creighton at Creighton, who's number eight in the country. So yeah. that's gonna be definitely
1: probably, that'll be the out. toughest game they'll probably play all year. I think. Yeah. Creighton is they're legit they're not like any other team they're, the mo- they're probably the oldest team in all of basketball mm-hmm. and they're really good at defense
0: they're gonna be they're gonna be a tough tough opponent next week and uh we're gonna I'm just gonna move right into women's here um they've got Farley Dickinson uh tonight at six thirty, which is just uh just not less than an hour away actually um, should be a pretty easy game for them. Again, kind of a tune-up game. Uh, your Hawkeyes in the women's department are ranked third in the country. Thursday, though, at 7 o'clock, you've got Iowa versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech ranked eighth. And I think that'll be a really, really good game and a very early test for this Iowa team who's down two forwards, as we talked about yeah. last week.
1: Again, it goes back to how well are the freshmen going to be? Because I think both the, the story is similar for both basketball teams at Iowa. It's how well those freshmen are gonna be able to play. And if they can play well, then you're gonna be good. But if you're gonna if they're gonna play all right and the game is kind of moves too fast for them early on in the year, it's gonna be a struggle in the con.
0: Caitlin Clark's obviously gonna have to be huge in that game, gonna need her points, uh, again with without uh, a whole lot of returner, returning returning yes. scores. She's
1: gonna have faster. to score probably thirty or forty in that game, in that Virginia Tech game for them to have a
0: chance. Yeah, I mean that's probably a pretty accurate assessment. The women's game will be on ESPN2 uh, at 7 o'clock, and uh, that is the Ally tip-off is what it is. Um, so it'll be a really tough matchup, and I, uh, it'll be nice to have a, a meaningful game in the first week that I can watch. So I'll be, I'll be definitely tuning into that. And uh, just stay with us here as we're going to get right into Iowa State in just a sec. And it's Iowa State time. Not as exciting in my opinion, but uh, no one take it away. I'll start with the women. Uh, the women played earlier
1: today. They played at 11 against Butler. Um, ended up winning the game 82-55. to 55. I watched the first half before I had to go to my, my afternoon class, and it was a little iffy in the first half. They play, they only had five going into halftime, which is really concerning, especially for a Butler team, from based on what the commentators are saying, is not very good. One win two years ago and only 11 last year. I think the thing that sticks out the most is – the game looked to be moving pretty fast for the two freshmen for Iowa State that have mm-hmm. probably the highest expectations. Yeah, um, Addie Brown started, played 33 minutes, was 5-7 of seven from the field, had seven rebounds, five assists, 11 points, but she did have five turnovers. Mm. Really concerning. Um, it does go into account that Iowa State did not have a primary ball handler yep. coming into this game. Uh, the biggest news for Iowa State fans in this season was the fact that Emily Ryan is out indefinitely, so we don't know how long she's going to be out for health issues. Yeah, nobody knows really what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Adi Cooks, she came off the bench in this one, played 17 minutes, four freight from the field, had five rebounds, and had four turnovers. Gotcha. And what, I think most of them were in the first half. Yeah, for from what I noticed was when she got the ball, she would get double teamed and then she would panic. It's not like she's in high school again where double teams coming are shorter than her to where she can just. Go over top and just put in the basket. Yeah, they're all the same height as her, and they're just as good a basketball as she is. Um, but other than that, I mean, com- finishing the game, winning by twenty seven points is probably the best outcome they could have gotten in this game. Yeah, going on to the men's side now, uh, they got Green Bay tonight at seven. I will be tuning into that one, of course, instead of watching Monday Night Football. Um, and then they got and then they got Lindenwood on Thursday and Idaho State on Sunday should go 3-0 and unless they have major, major hiccups along the way. I think
0: they'll be fine. I think they'll be all right.
1: I'm really looking forward to see how the freshman Blue and Milan Monchilevich is going to be. There is. got that pronunciation. I mean, I've been practicing on it. He's got all these expectations for how good he's going to be. I mean, you got to learn how to say his name, name right. Yeah, fair. And then I'm interested to see... How they're gonna use players in certain situations, mm-hmm. how they're gonna group guys. Yeah. There's a lot of depth on this team, and it's gonna be interesting to see how long these guys play on the four together and who plays with who and who got who's got the good connections already.
0: Yeah. Stick with us as Trivia is up next. And it's time for our trivia segment. No one is asking the questions this week, and it is about what again?
1: Um, since College basketball is starting up this week. It is related to Iowa's college basketball history. Are you? What's the score? Are you up
0: one or am I? We're tied. At we're 11. tied. 11 we're tied. Eleven for twenty. We okay. both are. Okay. So this is, this is the start of a very interesting two episodes of trivia. Um, as I we try we are really going to gonna test your basketball. I'm not going to get these right. I suck at basketball stuff. So here we go. Let's, let's get right into
1: it. First question: How many Big Ten regular season conference championships has Iowa
0: won? Was it just oh, is men's, women's, or just, just men's? Just this men's. All men's basketball. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with twelve. It's a good guess. It was eight. Oh wow, was, I overshot that hard. Yeah. I thought that. Gosh dang it! Okay, well that's tough. Oh, not
1: a good start. No, all right. Next is how many conference tournament championships
0: have they won? That one's. I feel like that one should be higher, probably. Oh man! Oh, go 12 again. It's three. Wow, that's way lower, dude. Really? I know. I figured three. they would have had more. They just would have gone on a run as a two or three seed or something. No. Nope. Wow. Okay. Just, just three. Well, that's disappointing tournament championships for that. That's disappointing. This
1: one goes back to the joke of how bad Fran's been in the NCAA tournament. When was the last time Iowa State or Iowa, my bad, Iowa has made a Sweet 16?
0: Like the year? What year? Can you give me a... It's in the 90s, maybe? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, let's go with 94. Nope. Wait.
1: 1999.
0: Dang, okay. Well, it's more recent than I thought it was, so that's yeah, good,
1: I guess. but still a very long time since so they yes, made a sweet so yeah, 16.
0: Unfortunately, that was 24 years ago. Maybe this is the year. No, it's not the year. I don't think it's the year.
1: No, it's not.
0: <laughs> if,
1: if Fran's your coach,
0: he ain't going the second weekend. <laughs>
1: The fourth question is, Iowa has made how many Final Fours?
0: Can I get a range, at least? Because I'm over 3 here. It's a single digit. Uh, that didn't surprise me. Four.
1: You're close. It's three.
0: No, dude. Come on. Oh, my gosh, dude. I thought I... I okay, over oh 4. Right, this,
1: this is just, your guaranteed one. I had to throw you one in there.
0: Yeah, see, that's the problem. You say yeah. that. and no, I'm scared. I'm going to get it wrong. No.
1: Who was the most recent inductee into Iowa's basketball hall of fame?
0: Why would you think I would know that?
1: Yeah, if I give you the year, I'd give it away.
0: How would that give it away? Because it's the most recent. So, I would have to know recent. a recent. I would have to know a name. Oh, dude, I don't how I don't know. He played in my lifetime. Uh, I yeah,
1: I'll rephrase it. Who was the most recent? inductee to get his number retired.
0: Okay, that's completely different. I feel like... Bohannon?
1: No. Who was it? Luca Garza. Garza hasn't
0: retired? Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. I didn't his number anything. was retired the following year. It was retired after his college t- season was done, basically. When I they actually lost didn't the NCAA tournament, I, I think the AD really said, we're retiring your number right now.
0: I actually didn't know that. I know they retired uh, uh, the, the one from the women's team. I think it was Gustafsson, maybe? Yeah, I actually didn't know that. Okay. Well, that just goes oh. to show how little I know about basketball. Oh for 5. Yeah, so. Opening the door wide open for me on this Let's one. I hope you only get like two next week, so I at least I can keep it manageable. Well, after that pathetic performance, we're just going to leave on that note because I'm... I don't even
1: think pathetic is the right word. Okay, for that.
0: whatever, man. We're going to leave it. We're just going to leave it. We thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 10. Be sure to follow our Twitter at Travel Day Pod, and it's Travel Day Podcast if you don't want to search the app. Um, so we, we post about uh, football on there, and we try to like and comment on a bunch of different things, so uh, give our halftime and post game thoughts as well. So be sure to check that out. We'll, I'm sure we'll be uh, keeping that up to date when basketball season gets underway as well. So we thank you guys so much for listening once again to episode 10. I have been Jackson Van Pelt along with Nolan Faber. Goodbye.